gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Nanette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? My thumb hit my wrist again. What? How do you... How... how, I don't even... My thumb hit my wrist. What the fuck are you clap? How are you clapping? <laughs> All right, four fingers together into the palm. That's that's how I clap. Oh, yeah. So my thumb is supposed to be in line with the other four fingers, but for some fucking reason, I've been dropping it low. So it hits my wrist first, and then my four fingers connect. Oh, right. I thought you said your thumb hit your rib, and was very confused how you managed to fuck up a clap that badly. Yeah, that I would don't, be quite I, concerning. I. I Honestly, don't know how your thumb would be the first source of impact before the actual clap. Don't worry, he's retarded. If you it's, can't it's figure out how to really clap, low. like your thumb's hanging really low, like can't you just put your hands together like a prayer? No, so that way you can praise Jesus while we sync up. Well, like it, okay, so put put the four fingers into your palm, and yeah. then and then like angle it so your palm is flat like facing the roof but your four fingers are face down now put your thumb onto your wrist yeah i know yeah now but straighten out then... your palm ever so slightly and then clap without moving your thumb yeah my i still get the palm hit before the thumb hit yeah the, when you're going down hang your thumb a little bit lower how about I you just, just don't lessons on mental retardation pretty much yeah I need to justify the actions of my thumbs. I'm all thumbs today. Fuck it, I'm two left-handed and three thumb today. I've got two left feet. Anyway, hello world and welcome to Oz Plays SV Cheats 1, podcast about gaming and gaming-related symptoms. I am your host today, Chris, and with me to me middle, I have... Me. Alex, and also to me middle is... You're both retarded. And Jaden's here too. Jaden's here. He's to our middle. Yes. It's like a big old gamer sandwich. It just takes some time. That sounds like... When I think of gamer sandwich, the first thing that comes to mind is just like some really overweight people. Can you make mayonnaise out of Mountain Dew? Mayonnaise out of Mountain Dew? You could probably uh, make Mountain Dew flavored mayonnaise. Yeah, you could make Mountain Dew it's, infused it's the game mayonnaise. The game. What I, didn't I fucking? I swear it was Mountain Dew, or someone made like Game of Fuel. I was Mountain Dew. Yeah, Mountain Dew's just really leaning into it. Like, yeah, we don't have that shit over in Australia. We just have no. We have Mountain on, Dew. Yeah, we have Mountain Dew, but we don't we have, have any like gamer shit. Or yeah, anything. no, we, we don't just have any of the like fucking expanded brands but we got a <laughs> we have mountain dew quote unquote energized yeah which is it does not taste like the original mountain dew see the original mountain dew tastes like lemonade and pub squash which is like solo wait solo is what, what what is so you have lemonade but what do you call the other one I call it pub squash I call it solo yeah solo but like it's not lemonade, it's lemon something. According to America, Solo is lemonade, 
and what uh, Schweppes lemonade is is just fizzy water or something. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not fucking get it. being being a different culture, but basically it tastes like solo mixed with lemonade. But then they changed that completely. So the default brand for um for Mountain Dew was is now Mountain Dew Energize, which is it's got like some weird caffeine shit in it, to which <laughs> it actually like alters the taste to something quite putrid. Yeah. And oh man, like they they need to do what Coke did. Coke is like we changed the original flavor. And everyone fucking hated it. Come so now, on, like, we're bringing back, back the original. Stop fucking with it. Yeah, we bring it back in, and then like their profits fucking soared. It, but then I, again, you... I honestly believe that was just a pure profit move. Just like, oh, we'll make the original brand shit, and then we'll bring it back, and then bam, profit up. Yeah, but like, if you think of it in this context, by the way, we're a gaming podcast. Yeah. If you think of it in this <laughs> context, uh, they lost money when they changed the flavor. Well, when they changed the, the original recipe. So when they brought the original recipe back, they then they technically got like 200% extra profits or something like that. But if you really think about it, if you take out the losses, they didn't really get that much back. Yeah. Because they were losing more than they were getting and then they were getting more than they were losing. But in the context of statistics, it looks like they fucking, you know, were selling gangbusters. But uh, made up what they. So maybe they just wanted to look like they were selling gangbusters. Yeah, and then everyone forgot. Yeah. But anyway, how was your week, Alex? Uh, my week was uh pretty, pretty average. You know, the fucking Nero Fest is on in uh Fate Grand Order, so I've been playing that. Uh, new character came out for Epic Seven, rolled for her, got her. Uh, so yeah, playing that as well. Um. We did our Valkyria Chronicles recording last night, so that was something that else. That was good fun. Enjoyable. Yeah, that was that was good fun. We got to see our interceptor tank again. <laughs> our favorite interceptor fucking tank. I love that tank. <laughs> it's a good old tank. Like, um, fucking, you you, should, you can actually know this now, Kenny, because you completed the game. Uh, in every Valkyria Chronicles game, <clears throat> the enemy tank commander is a bro. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Oh, except like in the first Valkyria Chronicles, Jaeger was kind of he was a very like bro like character but he was also a very respectable character yeah. at the same time the the but anime like, expands oh. more on his like bro and respectable side like it spends more on him yeah and it's like in the first one he gets defeated and he's like you know what no i understand why they beat us they beat us because this that and everything else and i'm um, accept that and i'm just gonna walk into the smoke <laughs> yep but the thing is like he works oh, he survives, Max- by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But um, he works for Maximilian, and then he loses, and he's like, you know what? Fuck Maximilian. Yeah, in the anime, I, I only joined him. I only joined Maximilian because I wanted to see restoration to my, my, my state, country, whatever it is. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, since I believe Maximilian's going to get fucked, I'm going to just switch sides, don some... Uh, blue overalls and fucking join the other team <laughs> yeah no, that happened differently in the anime because in the anime uh he goes to maximilian like how the fuck is us stealing an entire goddamn city gonna help us restore our country and he's like i have s- literally stopped giving a shit about restoring your country and then uh fucking <laughs> jaeg is just like you know what fuck you and pulls a gun on him 
<laughs> oh no don't do that and then jaeger gets shot yeah oh like jaeger how jaeger exits in Valk one is actually pretty good for him to go no fuck you maximilian you don't care about me uh. mm. no and not a big mm. <laughs> just imagine <laughs> just imagine that pulls a gun and he's like fuck you maximilian oh <laughs> did, did did you just come? <laughs> oh, well, it's not as my it's not as uh, <laughs> it's not as overt as uh, calling the main character your soulmate. Oh no, he 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 says that in a sense of like irony. At the same time, he's all about sick. Uh, fucking what's his name again? The guy from Walls. 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 Sir innuendo. Sir innuendo. Yes. Mr. Gen- He's Qu- all about that sexual innuendo. Quote, a gentleman knows when to pull out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but, sir, what about your wife? She's pregnant with tw- twins. Mm, yes. A gentleman knows when to pull out. <laughs> I am not a gentleman. He says as he comes in surfing a fucking tank. <laughs> yeah, actually surfing a tank. I was for some reason I just imagine that like him like driving a tank through the front of his house if he's like so he drives a tank through the front of his house completely wrecks the living room he's got no pants on he's dressed from the waist up and it's like a gentleman knows when to pull out <laughs> why'd you do that well the wall was in the way the wall was in the way of my penetration <laughs> So yeah, so any new games you're playing this week? Uh, I just bought Astral Chain, so I will give that a uh, good shake of the sauce bottle. Yes, we're going to try and give that a good shake of the sauce bottle for the channel. Mm-hmm. If I can just get my hands on that Switch. Mm-hmm. I'm too poor to buy a Switch. It's just so fucking expensive. And as much as like, yeah, I fucking want a Switch because like the modding opportunities are pretty cool. But fuck, man, it's like $400. Like yeah. I, 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 I can't afford that shit, man. Eight hundred dollars, eight hundred, four hundred dollars. So you're gonna have, go fucking have a good shot at Astral Train and let us know how it is. I will one hundred percent let you know how it is. From what I've seen, it's it's really interesting. It's got some like really glowing reviews about it. Um, mm, I've literally never it. heard of it. You wouldn't be surprised because I don't think the advertisement on it was that bombastic. It was pretty, like, lackluster. You kind of had to, you kind of had to go <clears throat> looking for it, in a sense, because I remember seeing something about Astral Chain at uh, the Nintendo uh, E3 thing. I'm pretty sure, and other than that, that's the sort of last I heard about it. Maybe I did see some of that E3, but I don't remember it. Hmm. Ah well, Jaden, how was your week then? Well, I really haven't done that much. I actually sorted out the clusterfuck that was my room. I look at my room and it's still a fucking bombastic clusterfuck. You can see my floor now, so hey, I can it's a win see my for floor me through the fucking cables. <clears throat> I like to see my floor just fine. And I've yeah, but you do musical instruments. Wait, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you've just got a computer and a bed. And a desk. And a cardboard <laughs> box. I'm and pretty sure that comes with the computer. 
No, no, this cardboard box is separate. It's from um, oh, Harvest the Choice. The cardboard box is separate. <laughs> yeah, no, it's from Harvest Choice. I think it was like used to carry fruit or something. But uh, yeah, no, I use the cardboard box to store my water bottles until it actually gets to the point where I have a literal tower of water bottles over the side of my room. And then I contemplate taking it out. Story of my life. But yes, so your room's fairly clean. Yes. Grand. <laughs> By comparison to you two. Mm. Well, well, that's just on the left side of podcast, remember this. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the other Bring thing I've done is game. actually trying to properly get into Mortal Kombat 11. So what do you own Mortal Kombat 11 on? PS4. PS4, all right. Because that's the one thing I noticed. Like, the PlayStation is pretty much the go-to default for fighting games from what i hear yeah the mm-hmm. ps ps4 is default it's what they run the tournaments on like evo and shit mm. so i think that says it, enough. it might it might have a little something to do with the xbox one controllers being uh rather uncooperative with uh finer inputs it's not so much the xbox controllers like people bring their own peripherals yeah, yeah. People bring their own controllers to, to yeah. tournaments and stuff like that. But, but it's just consoles. I think PS4 is just slightly more popular than Xbox for that, but it's not a great deal. But it's definitely consoles are way bigger than PC. Not that it doesn't this, exist, but... Now, this reminds me of a story once upon a time about a, I think, a Smash Brothers player. Uh, Smash Bros. Uh, the, the Smash player who entered a tournament wearing a mask just sat there for eight hours and beat everyone without saying anything. <laughs> no, but that's pretty interesting. That actually um, happened. Is, it, is like, it the Smash player that showed up to a tournament with a Yoshi amiibo and it took out, like, second place? No. All right, so I'm explaining what I can remember. A guy playing Smash Bros. on his custom controller refused to play because his controller didn't work or something like that. Um... Huh. I'm trying to remember what it was about. Well, fucking Smash players are weird, so what do you want? Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to fucking work. Smash Bros. controller player. Alex, you're a Smash player. I am very much not a Smash player. Yes, you are. Well, I play Smash, but I do not in under any capacity play for professionally. And I can 100% guarantee that fact because I had a shower yesterday. <laughs> Ooh. Shots fired. That's a. Yeah, that's a. I try to remember. It's Smash Bros. GameCube modified controller tournament. Uh, keep talking while I try and figure out what the fuck this thing is. Okay. Ah, oh, grand. Um. But yeah. That's basically what all I've been doing is organizing my actual life and trying to get into Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> my life is falling I'm, apart. You know what else is falling apart? Because I just, I'm just, I flick through Facebook right now and uh, Pepsi has come out with a new drink uh, called the Pepsi Creaming Soda, Pepsi Max Creaming Found Soda. It. I remember you hearing two, about uh, that. Yeah, apparently it tastes two, awful. It does taste absolutely fucking awful. But I haven't had it, so I can't. I have. Say I have about had it. it. I have had right. it, and I will tell you right now. Do you have you ever drunk red cough medicine? Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jaden, go down to the pharmacist. I no. think it's like twelve dollars a bottle. Get a bottle of red cough medicine, 
and uh, empty the bottle into some soda water, and boom, you have Pepsi Max creaming soda because that's exactly oh. what it fucking tastes like. So there was this, like, I there was this real blonde moment I had where I'm like, why the fuck are all these diet cokes and diet like diet drinks getting like what like really cool flavors? And I was thinking to myself, oh wait we already have those flavors <laughs> like oh man why can't we get a creaming soda wait like why can't where's our creaming soda guys come on it's like oh wait we actually have creaming soda i thought which you got is, rid of all the blonde from your hair so fucking what was it so we don't have root beer over in australia yes we do but yes we do well no we don't have like root beer we do have root beer but it's not called root beer Yes, it is. No, like, I'm. All right. Americas have root beer. We have imported root beer. We have, like, the American version of root beer. Root beer is just, like, sarsaparilla. That's it. I, I know we have sarsaparilla. Yeah. But, like, we don't call it sarsaparilla. We don't call it root beer. We call it sarsaparilla. When I'm thinking root beer, I'm like, oh, that that seems something like of an interesting taste. I hear a lot of people go on about it. Fucking let me have a try this. Oh, it's just sarsaparilla. It's overpriced sarsaparilla. Anyway, I found the article, and the article says, Smash quote-unquote god <laughs> drops out of tournament because his controller isn't properly malfunctioning. Wait, is, isn't properly what, what? malfunctioning? Isn't, isn't <laughs> properly malfunctioning. There's a bug in Meatly that only technically malfunctioning controllers can avoid. The malfunctioning is rare, volatile, and causes other issues. Due to this malfunctioning being a necessary criterion as long as we don't employ Magnus smash turn fix codes, only about 1-3% of GCCs are viable for players like Armado UGS and MVG Mewtwo King, since that's how a few have said the malfunctioning PODE to a su- sufficient degree. The amount and type of PODE can change anytime. So at that moment, the competitively, no, the competitively best C- GCCs are inherently unreliable. The only way around this is to employ Magnus smash turn fix code or use controls with a digital button to dash. So basically, since his controller wasn't malfunctioning properly to deal with this thing, he dropped out of the tournament. Huh. Smash community in a nutshell. Shit isn't breaking properly. Better <laughs> quit. Yeah. My shit isn't breaking. So is that your week, Jaden? Yep, that's my week. Alright, so my week consists of you guys need to like at least fucking give a good game play and then b- report back to me. What? Because I'm sick and tired of hearing your gotchas and your gardenings hey. and your respectable living arrangements. Like I said, I want to I I hear playing, breakdown of society. I started playing Mortal Kombat 11. Yes, I still suck ass at it, but I'm enjoying it. It is. Like I said it's something I kind of want to get into because I did like Mortal Kombat 10, but I just can't afford it. Yeah, and I want to play Astral Chain, but I have to do this thing called sleep and eat and also bathe. Like you fucking sleep. Don't stand, don't <laughs> sit there and lie to me like you fucking sleep. We all know you don't. I, yeah, no, I actually had a massive headache trying to get to sleep last night because my insomnia is like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? You want to get respectable sleep? How about fuck now? Anyway, so my week consists of two games. Uh, one I've been playing for about some about 60 oh, actually three games one 
I'm about an hour or two in, which is uh, <laughs> zero time deliver, nine doors, nine hours, nine finger jigs. Like the zero time dilemma games are really fun because they are clever puzzle games in which like it actually takes some serious thought to get through like these puzzles because they're well thought out at the same time there are some in which like i had to look up a solution because my fucking pea brain just isn't really <laughs> connecting the dots on no. it but i've only had to do that once out of like four or five puzzles and that once was a just a particular part of the puzzle so it wasn't like I had to look up the solution for an entire puzzle because that sort of ruins the whole fun of it. But uh, I had to look up one part because one part is like, I don't fucking understand. And the only reason why I had to fucking look up this part was like, oh, I didn't search the room properly. Because <laughs> like, hey, look, I've got this code. And I've got two codes for two different suitcases. And then the codes are sort of, color coordinated and each each color shape represents a number etc turns out i was just missing another piece of the puzzle which came up the full codes for both suitcases i'm like oh okay that's it oh, then so so you just flat out missed what you needed yeah because i didn't search the room properly so that's really fun uh second game that i've been pl- playing for about i think six or seven hours is uh, a game called front mission free now that game is Holy shit, I think that game's way ahead of its time. Because it is a mech game on the PlayStation 1. And the amount of, like, mech customizations and, like, stuff you can do with your Battlefield is so cool. So, basically, the gameplay is sort of like XCOM. In which uh, your mechs have a certain distance to move. And then, once you move to, like, done your movement you can then have like a attack action and right. you know so it's, obviously it's a has based like, game yeah so attack action you also have like accuracy as in like what's your chance of hitting enemies etc cetera, etc cetera. but like you can just like all right so let me try and put this in terms so every mech has one two three four five six six components to it you have the body left arm left leg, right arm, right leg, and a pilot. So if you kill the pilot uh, and don't damage the mech, you can then take and use that mech. Hmm. Uh, If you destroy like a leg, then that mech can only move one square a turn. If you destroy like an arm, left or right arm, whatever weapon they're using on that arm is now disabled. And body just means the entire mech's destroyed. So... Uh, it's it's really fun, and as I said, it's like I feel it's way beyond its time because these mechanics are so sort of in depth, and there's so much customization you can do. You can completely customize your mech, like putting different arms, legs, bodies, and all that sort of stuff onto it. And then your pilots have their own pilot abilities, in which like you have a better accuracy ability, you have um, extra pilot damage ability, and you get these abilities sort of like randomly per turn. There's sort of like um, potentials in Valkyria Chronicles. Right, yeah. So there's a random chance that your pilot's potential could activate and you basically gives you like another turn. So for example, uh, if my character was to shoot an enemy and on his first like 
on his action to shoot the enemy, shoots the enemy, and then like a rate of fire potential will happen. Yeah. Randomly, to which then you get to shoot that enemy again. But your rate of fire is higher. And then this can literally stack over and over and over again. So if your rate of fire keeps activating, you could like potentially destroy a whole mech right there in that turn. Hmm. Uh, there's also things in which uh, if you do enough damage to an enemy mech, they will have a chance to surrender. So, and then they have, um, I think they're called morale checks every turn. So they could choose to surrender and then they can keep doing morale checks to see if they want to go back into the fight. And if the morale check fails, then they just, the mech's just dead in the water over there. And uh, all you need to do is literally take your character out of your mech and just to do the most minuscule damage to him and then the pilot of the enemy mech will run out and escape leaving that mech for you to take just take it go this is mine now yes so that's really like interesting and fun and plus you get a whole bunch of weapons and shit and there's apparently two campaigns in this game all which rely on one decision in the very like first 10 minutes of the game so there's the uh the regular campaign which goes for about 60 hours and then there's the quote-unquote true campaign which goes for about 80 hours and the the campaign you choose is literally depending on one option at the very beginning where it's like hey look man hey do you want to come out with me or do you want to stay here at work and if like you if you go out <laughs> with your friend, you get the true campaign. If you stay and do your work thing, then you get the regular campaign. How so much does that actually change up? I don't know, but I I hear it's a completely different story. I hear I haven't seen it, but that's what I've been told. Interesting. So it, but the, that kind of thing, like if you don't know, like that is the campaign decider, then. I feel like how it's introduced is a little bit off the cuff and a little bit, how do I put it? It's a little bit unfair because well, if you wanted to play the real campaign, you have to make that decision. If you don't know that's a decision that needs to be made, then you're going you're gonna to play through the game and then beat it and not realize there's a whole different campaign to it. So it's just like, a, for example, in Persona 4, I'm not going to have any spoilers, but there's a option in which for you to get the real ending it will pull up like a series of questions and you ha- and they'll give you one to four answers that you have to select from so you have to get the r- the good ending you need to uh, you need to get these questions they're not even questions it's more of like a thought process where you're sort of thinking out loud right. and you have so to it's a bit answer like a all thing yeah, you have to answer all five of these things cor- like in a certain way to get the good ending. So there's five questions with four answers on each. And if you get one of them that's not in line with the uh, good ending, then you get the sort of bad ending. And it doesn't let you know. That's, that's why I got sort of annoyed with that aspect because even though... I knew this was coming up. I didn't spoil myself on an answer to the questions until 
I got the bad ending thinking I was doing the right thing. And I'm like, right. fuck. And you went, yeah, but what, what constitutes the bad ending? Like, how bad is the bad ending? Are we talking bad like- Bad ending is the bad guy gets away and still kills people. Oh, okay. So it's a bad, bad ending. I thought it was like the bad ending from Bloodborne. The, pretty like much the game happy. ends there. Mm. Whereas if you get the good ending, you, sh- you get like, I think a, a whole two new boss fights. So that's, that's actually that's pretty, pretty cool. You get, uh, so it's exactly like Bloodborne. If you go for the other endings, you get one to two more boss fights. Yeah. Yeah. So, and front mission is just a gem when it comes to, uh, I think it's like a translation thing. Like, I knew I was in... I, I The game, I feel, is sort of satirical to a degree. Not to a degree where it's trying to be funny. It's more of like uh, making a statement. So I knew I was in a uh, in a fucking doozy of a time in Front Mission Free, mm-hmm. when one of the lines, the f- one of the first lines that they open up with is, "Japan would never start a war," <laughs> and I went, "A fucking what?" I, what? I was like, "Are you serious?" I can pull up an Excel sheet of all the wars Japan started right now if you need me to. Unfortunately, the vast majority of them were with themselves. So like there's, up until recently, so like there's that sort of thing. That Japan would never start a war, and then you go out and figure out, oh shit, Japan is developing a weapon which is meant to fucking like not start a war but end them before they begin. So it's like it's uh. a pretty fucking significant weapon. And then like I've I've taken pictures of these because they're fucking gold mines, and like so I was in a bar and there's a talk option to talk with quote-unquote tramp. Yep. Mm-hmm. And her first line is, hey, if you buy me dinner, I'll be your date. <laughs> and I went, oh boy, I would like to see where this goes. So I talked to her again and she's like, ew, you don't have any money? Fuck off, you fucking peasant. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm going to go talk to the JDF soldiers. They've got money. They'll treat me real good. <laughs> And it's like, oh, if they mean business, I'll get the bu- they'll get the business end of my wanzer. So they have <laughs> things called wanzers. Wanzers are walking panzers. Okay, that's why they're called wanzers. So it's like they're basically walking tanks. I, I legit thought you said lancers, but because the internet is fucky, I, I, I'm like, okay, lancers, gotcha. That's that's what they call it. Like wanzers, wanzers, wanzers. Wands is what Wans they're actually called. No. Wands is fucking. And there's, and there's some is there something really... called the fucking wambulance as well. <laughs> this is like there's some definitely like out of context stuff you can do. Like yes, I, can. I got I took a picture of um, the main character looking up over this bridge and there's missiles coming at him and his quote is I'm not into that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> And so there's this really one weird incident where uh, basically you're, you and your friends are being framed as enemies of the state. Yeah. So you're basically on the run from the government and military because you saw the after effects of the experimental weapon and they're like, you are now enemies of the state. We can't let you live. So yeah. uh, the main character's friend, he's like, let's go to this place. I know a mechanic <laughs> he should be able to help us out. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go see him. So we go over to see him. And the first thing he says is like, 
what are you guys doing? You <laughs> like your names and faces are all over the news. Why are you, you here? It's like you, you've apparently been like killing JDF soldiers. Um, you plan on destroying the government, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What the actual fuck are you doing? Fuck! They stole my people. <laughs> and we're just like, and he's like, hey, can you help us? To no shit. He turns his opinion on a fucking dime going, <laughs> oh, I it's like, oh, he says you've killed all this or this is this. And this. Uh, I don't know what your, I don't know what your reasons are, but they must be pretty good. <laughs> so here's a heavily discounted prices on all my goods. <laughs> That's he just goes from, he's like, hey, you guys are fucking enemies of the state. What did you do? Must have been a good reason though. So here's a discount. <laughs> like, instantly and i'm just sitting there like laughing my ass off because this guy's just gone probably shouldn't be here don't want this kind of attention but you must have a good reason for killing all those jdf soldiers and uh becoming enemies of the state so here's a discount <laughs> so, so yeah that that game is actually uh quite fun i am enjoying it i'm playing it on my ps vita because i what was it called again? Like, uh front mission free front mission three Yes, it's an old PlayStation 1 game. Like, it's a, it's a PlayStation 1 game. And holy shit, is it good. Like, it's so fun. Like, graphics are obviously, like, blocking Square and outdated because it's a PlayStation 1. But even I care. sort of feel like it's it holds up a little bit for what it's trying to do. That's why I do like. Especially, like, the massive amount of customization you can do. Like, there's... We're talking like armored core for answers kind of customization, like yes. not completely armored core for answers because they have like weight categories. Oh, you kind of have weight categories as well in uh, this one, where like the more weight you have, the more power it takes. Thus, like the less uh, ability points you have to move and shit like that. So okay. that's always fun. And last game I've been playing is Parasite Eve Two again. Parasite Eve Two is like, how do I put it? It's it's a completely different style of play from what Parasite Eve 1 was, but I still love the shit out of it. So Parasite Eve 1 uh, is basically your uh, Aya Bria, who's a NYPD cop, who mm. has her mitochondrial powers awakened. <laughs> so, Well, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> yes, but we're talking like ludicrous amounts, like... So the bad guy is Eve. She mm -hmm. is the mother mitochondria. And this game is based off of a book that I think was released in Japan only called Parasite Eve. So they made this game based on the... Uh, it's basically a sequel to that book, which I find pretty interesting because in that okay. book, basically, I can't remember so much, but I'll try and describe what I can. Uh, Are you able to just play like play the game without any prior knowledge is that yes 100 percent. so i played parasite eve 2 before i played parasite eve 1 at all but they make few references to the previous game while also being its own thing so i said like in parasite eve 1 the combat system is very different to what parasite eve 2 is so the combat system parasite eve 1 is you have like an ability point gauge just like in Final Fantasy and stuff where like the gauge has to fill up before you can do an action. 
Yeah. So you're on like you're you're basically in like a two D plane, which is like has or well, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's pre rendered backgrounds that you can run around. So it will give you like a sort of arena to fight the enemies in on the map, and they're all random encounters as well. Yeah. So, but while you wait for your ability gauge to fill up, you can run around and dodge enemy attacks. You can't do anything, like you can't shoot or do anything, but you can run around and dodge enemy attacks while I wait for your gauge to fill up. And then you can either shoot the enemy or you can use your mitochondrial powers. Uh, in Parasite Eve 1, there isn't a lot of offensive mitochondrial powers until later in the game. But you have like a lot of healing, you have like a lot of uh, um, like antibodies and like status cure ailments and shit like that. So in Parasite Eve 2, they get rid of the AP bar completely. So the enemies, they don't have... They, in Parasite Eve 1, the enemies also acted like they had an AP bar. But in Parasite Eve 2, they don't. So you can still run around and shoot enemies and all that sort of stuff, but you don't have to wait for a gauge to fill up anymore. And right. it's still pretty fun. I really like Parasite 1 and 2 because they also have like a... like Parasite 1 was like really weird because it was set in Manhattan and Manhattan was completely fucking under attack by these mitochondrial creatures. Where in Parasite Eve 2... It's incredibly localized. Like, you fight... There's only, like, real free areas where you fight enemies, which is the first mission, which is, like, a sort of tutorial mission, where you fight in a skyscraper that's been under attack. And that's that. And then the second mission, you're in the middle of the Mojave Desert, I think, in, like, this little, like, fucking backwater like it's literally like a motel on the side of the road in the middle of the desert and that's where the mitochondrial creatures are and then after that you go into an experimental scientific base and it sort of elaborates more on what happens in the first game but it keeps it how do i put it like within context that you know in the second game so if you don't know what happened in the first game they sort of explain to you what happened in the first game for the plot elements that actually make sense and then after that like it's just all new territory so Parasite okay. 2 is really fun uh, I've played it so many times like it's been a while since I've played it recently but when I was younger I fucking that was like one of the first PlayStation games well, not really one of the first, but it was one of the... Yeah, it would be one of the first PlayStation games I ever bought. Ever. Because I got PlayStation games for Christmas, which was Age Odyssey, Road Rash, and Ace Combat 2. And then we got my PlayStation chipped, so we just copied games. Ah. But some games had sort of piracy protection, Parasite Eve 2 being one of them. So when... Like, since I lived in a country town, when me and dad went to Adelaide because of I had to go to the hospital like once every three months for checkups and shit like that. Uh, we we walked past an EB Games and I'm like, oh, can we have a look? This is when EB Games was selling PS1 games. So like a while back. Oh, 
old fucking Eevee games. <laughs> yeah, way, And Parasite way old. Eve 2 was in there for like 40 bucks. I'm like, dad, we have to get this. And I think it took a lot of convincing, but he eventually bought it for me <laughs> and I was fucking ecstatic about it. I was fucking just, fuck, oh man. Just foaming at the mouth like a mutt dog. So, uh, yeah, Parasite Eve 2. Uh, nine doors, nine hours, nine persons, I think it's called. I can't remember the last nine. And uh, Front Mission 3 has been my week. Nice. Nice. So, nice. now we get into the meat and veg of Ooh. tonight's podcast with one of the most unintentional... Uh, discoveries. Scoop, the scoop discoveries. Of, right. uh, we, should we give the whole full story? No. Uh, <laughs> yes. This needs context. It doesn't really need context, but the discovery of it is quite hilarious. Right. So, in the beginning, there was the three of us enjoying our time talking to each other, and I was scrolling through my YouTubes. And on the recommended page, it has uh, a, a bunch of spoiler videos for Final Space 2. And because I've already watched Final Space 1 and I'm waiting for Final Space 2 to come out uh, for Australian viewing, I was understandably, I want to say irritated, but I don't think that sort of conveys the amount of fucking pissed off I was at uh, at, uh, Netflix for not having season two available. Jaden then informs me that it's actually... The uh, Australian Classification and Ratings Board. Uh, 90% of the time, it'll be Australian copyright. mm. So I go to the Australian Classifications and Rating Board to look for a job. Because if I can get hired, I can fix all the fuckery. Yes, you'll single-handedly fix all of this. I will make an attempt. But as I was looking through that, I went to their uh, recently classified... uh, sort of area where you can see all the stuff they've recently done. After scrolling down, I noticed they, uh... Well, I wasn't going to scroll down, but I noticed they had Steinsgate there under video games. So I'm like, ha ha, they actually... Someone at the fucking classification board, some fucking balding middle-aged man had to play through fucking Steinsgate to give it a classification. (laughs) So I was having a good chuckle at that. I scrolled down a bit and I noticed Death Stranding has also been given a classification. But the, but the scoop we're talking about here is Death Stranding is classed as MA15 Plus and registered across multi-platform. So the Australian Government Department of Com- uh, Communications and the Arts, the Australian Classification Board, has classified Death Stranding as an MA15 Plus game and has essentially confirmed it is a multi-platform game. Because uh, usually if it comes out on a single platform, it'll be registered under that platform. But uh, it is not registered under the PlayStation platform only. It's classified as a multi-platform game. Now, this can mean one of two things. One, it's a cross-generation game in which it is released. Because this is published by Sony Interactive. Like, made by Kojima Productions published by Sony, but it could be a cross-generation game in which it comes out in the PS4 and there'll be a PS5 version down the road because the PS5 doesn't actually seem that far away. 
or this means it is coming to PC, just not announced because as I said, it's a multi-platform game, registered multi-platform, that means it's not coming out solely for the PS4. It's being released elsewhere. Now, this is also confirmed by the fact that Death Stranding is no longer on the PlayStation exclusive web uh, um, list. Meaning, I, I personally this... hope that it's coming on PC if it's ported oh, yeah. well. Yeah. So this this gives more um, legitimacy to the fact that it is coming to PC because if it was a cross-generation game, it would still be a PlayStation exclusive. But since it has been removed from the PlayStation exclusive list and is registered as a multi-platform game, this essentially confirms it coming to PC. We just need a... Actual confirmation. Uh, yes. An now, official confirmation, not the yes. Australian classification. Now, this, this is going to be... How this gets announced is going to be one of two things. One, it gets announced <laughs> at the uh, the Tokyo Game Show, I think it is, or Japanese Game Show, GameCon, that yeah, is coming to PC. Or, since it is being published by Sony Interactive it gets released exclusively for PlayStation 4 and released on PC at a later date. Because hmm. there is not a snowball chance in hell that this is coming to Xbox. It's The game is too powerful to come to Switch. The only logical answer would be PC. But or Xbox One. No. Ne- ne- never Xbox. It might. No. Sony Interactive wouldn't dare to release this game on the competitive console. But that's this is this is why I think it's going to be a uh, PlayStation exclusive upon release and then come to PC further down the road because that makes sense. Yeah, cuz Sony are obviously bankrolling Kojima Productions. So they want that initial release money to not only make up for the production cost, but also give them like a huge like fucking blank check of how much money they wish to earn because that game is going to sell like hotcakes on a cold day. Everyone knows it. Even Xbox knows it. But it makes sense that, yeah, it comes out on PlayStation first and then moves to PC. But this uh, classification, which I'll put in the description of the podcast that says Death Stranding is confirmed to be a multi-platform game. Well, hopefully the fact that they're saying... um, Hopefully the fact that it's coming later is going to be proof that it's actually going to be friggin' ported properly. Now, I have had some sort of but-what-if, though, thoughts... Mm-hmm. And seeming how uh, the David Cage games, fucking like Beyond Two Souls and all that sort of stuff, they're, they're originally PlayStation exclusive titles, but have now been made Epic Store exclusives. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, that would piss off a lot of people. Mm. But 
knowing Epic, if they were able to get this on PC, like I have the feeling they would even turn some of the most vile Epic haters into players by this swift movement. But this is... I don't think this is so much like a decision on Sony's part to release those quantum dream games on epic score exclusive i think it's a quantum dreams like hey look we want to, we've been offered uh game our games to come to epic to which ooh, excuse me to which obviously these games have been on the playstation for a long time uh it only makes sense to release it onto the pc because it breathes new life into old games and thus like playstation since they are the publishers they will still get a portion of the money hmm. and for games that aren't selling like i don't think beyond not beyond two souls fucking what's the new game that came out that no one liked or some people liked uh detroit oh detroit become human that, that's not new yeah that's no it came out last year yeah that's that's not new it's like a year old it's, yeah it's okay that's it's that's not even that's not even on the store it's only content dreams games pre-detroit that have been released like heavy rain beyond two souls and i think there was another one i'll have to look um but yeah so that that is also interesting uh so yeah five games have come to the epics nomad soul fahrenheit heavy rain beyond two souls oh wait no that's not what i want uh quantic dream epic saw see what games heavy rain rise on epic store okay free quantic dream games apparently heavy rain it's not okay i don't care about that okay no be detroit become humans coming to the epic store cool so fuck me i guess L- literally no one cares just to prove except for except for david cage no no the the only reason it happened was to prove you specifically wrong oh yeah yeah fuck you kenny (laughs) it's fucking it's happening all over again (laughs) so yes uh we've we've officially confirmed that uh death stranding death stranding is i would say coming to pc in fact, I, I feel confident enough to say that Death Stranding will be coming to PC because so many things have fallen in line for it to come out that, well, the fallen in line to say that it's becoming to multiple platforms. I don't see it coming to Switch at all. Switch is just not powerful enough. Unless... I don't see it coming to Xbox because they're direct competitors. The direct competitors. So the only thing I can f- imagine yeah. it coming to Switch is that they did the same system in which they did Resident Evil Seven, which they region locked Resident Evil Seven to Japan for streaming services only. So you can stream the game like a Google Stadia to the Switch and play it there, but that's about it. And that was only for a limited time. Right. Fucking oh man, just saying the name Google Stadia makes me feel dirty dirty inside mm. Mm. fucking you hear google stadia's fucking oh. gamescon thing <laughs> no it was was it like half an hour for nothing 
I I think it was Eurogamer or Game Informer. It's like here's a report on Google Stadia at Gamescom, and it's just literally like a line that says, uh, "It was nothing. There was nothing. Don't even bother, you know, reading this. Just move on." And that was it. They posted a video of the Google Stadia um, uh, Google Stadia segment at Gamescom, and all it is is them going, "Look at these games coming to Google Stadia." All right, bye. <laughs> to which they made Orcs Must Die Free a timed exclusive for Google Stadia. Okay. I mean, just imagine having a Google Stadia exclusive game. Like, no. think about it. Think about it. No, no I, I refuse because Google Stadia I will exclusive games. You can tell me fucking Bloodborne Two is coming to Google Stadia, and I would rather fucking not play Bloodborne Two than get Google Stadia. I'm telling you right now. Well, it's not just that, but like when we have Google Stadia, an exclusive game, Google Stadia, that is a surefire way to kill a game before it's released. <laughs> <laughs> like. We should do that. We should just make like a shitty fucking five minute game of just like platforming on falling squares or some shit and just make it exclusive to Google Stadia. No, 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 no. Why? Google. Yeah. For the joke. All right. Like, well, yeah, I'm but... not putting effort into it. That can be you. You can do it. Yeah. I'm not putting effort into it either. Like, it's we gotta, your we gotta, idea. It's got to be as little effort as possible. Otherwise, it's not funny. Just do it. Just do it in five minutes, and we'll, we'll do a fucking five-minute game jam where we have yeah. to make a game for Google Stadia in five minutes and ship it. But That's the shipping, it. the shipping is incorporated into that five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to make a game and put it on the Google Stadia server within five minutes. Yeah, fantastic. We can do it, I believe. All right. So, oh, excuse me. I've got work very soon, so we're going to have to call the podcast for here because I didn't realize the time. I was hoping we are going to start earlier, but mm. fortunately, your motherfucker's a bit bit slacking on that gun of yours. So I, what's happening on the channel, boys? Uh, we're playing through Valkyria Chronicles. That's what I remember. We're going to be doing... We're going to be giving a game a good shake of the source bottle later. Starting a new series called Good Shake of the Source Bottle. We're going to abbreviate that to GSSB because it just sounds better. No. In my opinion. <laughs> in your opinion. But your opinions don't matter. They do, well, okay, they fine. It's fucking, if you want to write out Good Shake of the Source Bottle every time you want to fucking upload a video. You make it sound like copy-paste doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> So yes. fucking, I'm making it easier for people to fucking put in the search bar. So yes, we have a new series up on the channel, which is the Devil May Cry 5 playthrough. Uh, the redemption arc we all deserve. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles is still going up. Star Wars still going up. We have Pokemon still going up. And we I have, might even yeah. start playing another game soon. Or finish yeah. that Darksiders playthrough yeah the dark yeah. side yeah. we still have to do fuck that's on hiatus what, what's gonna resume first the dark this channel's dark siders playthrough or the berserk manga berserk manga's already like they already released a new one recently yeah i know 
<laughs> so, so it, what's going to finish first, this berserk hiatus or the fucking you guys in your Darksiders playthrough? Is Guts even off the ship yet? I think he is. He might be off the ship yet. I heard Casca's back. What I meant to say is I think I'm going to have some time to actually record. There we go. He's got more time. And if you want to find our channel, we are on YouTube as OzPlays. That's A-E-S space P-L-A-Y-S exclamation point. And there you'll find all our stuff on YouTube. Yeah. I that Now we need to work around my time because I'm fucking working 10 days a week. Nice. I mean, six days <laughs> a week. <laughs> I'm broke. I need to make up the money. So you're wishing there were 10, 10 day weeks now? Yeah. I work so fast that I travel back in time to work more days. <laughs> <laughs> but in a sense, that... I don't get paid extra because Ken, Kenny's working through the quantum realm, but he's only getting. No, if I go back in time to work the day I did yesterday, then I only still get paid for the day I did yesterday. Mm. At the end of the week, I've only worked six days, <laughs> even though I've worked ten days. I'm working myself to death for nothing. Literally so, yeah. nothing. Uh, yeah, good shake of source was coming up. Uh, I'm gonna call this uh, attempt number three. Because we've had uh, issues, to say the least. But yes, that's issues. definitely going up soon. Mainly because I haven't and been there and their recording's cursed whenever I'm not there. It is so yeah, true. Pretty much. I don't understand it. Like, it, we we essentially go through the steps going, okay, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. Nothing can fuck up. And then somehow it <laughs> fucks up. It's like the universe is just sitting there like, come on, say it, Kenny. Say nothing can fuck up. Yeah. I fucking dare you. Do it, bitch. And if you, you do say it nothing will fuck time. up, then nothing will fuck up. Yeah. Oh, at least it can't soon. get any worse. Yeah. It can. It's like, all right, <laughs> it should be working now. It, it, my computer could literally burn down. I'll lose all my templates and I have to fucking start from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> and all the them, footage. Maybe you should put them on the Google Drive. They're too big for the Google Drive. Oh, well, fuck. Can you make multiple Google Drives, just one holding each template? <laughs> I need a new account for every for every template. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. We're working workarounds. We are. All right. So that concludes this short ass podcast because uh, we felt that we needed to get this scoop out before anyone else does, so we can at least be good at something. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we're doing research guys we're, we're getting uh, we're getting Please, we just want to be yeah, relevant we're doing we got information no one else has because we complain that piracy is a better service than fucking what people are providing <laughs> I mean in Australia that's yeah, yeah it's true in Australia when the Netflix it's library it's really true in Australia when the Netflix was, library is like 30% of the what, Americans of the Americans but on top of that there's no easy way to actually get everything that is being cut off from us. Yeah, well then. So it's like to take out the old swashbuckling so like, hat. Game of Thrones and shit. We don't have a HBO channel. We have to rely on like fucking Ostar Netflix to provide. Netflix. Oh, are you forgetting Ostar. about Stan? The fuck is Stan? Wait, do you not have <laughs> Stan in South Australia? No, I I think we do, but I don't remember what Stan provides. That I think it's like bitch tier Foxtel. I can't take Fox. it seriously because it's, it's named Stan. It's named Stan. Stanley! Oh, my <laughs> God. All right, that's going to conclude this podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. 
and see you next time. Bye-bye.